Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Jay Kahn. We have a nice 10-game card in the NHL on Thursday. Uh, but before we get into it, please remember to like the show, subscribe to the channel, share it around if you know people that may enjoy it as well. I said it was a 10-game card. Let's hope it stays a 10-game card. You might be listening to this. Maybe it's down to nine games or eight games. Uh, hopefully, it's still 10 by the time you're, you're listening to it. But COVID issues just running rampant through the NHL and all professional sports, really, for that matter. So 10 games for now. Let's get into it. Some DraftKings strategy at the end of the episode as well. Well, first up on the card, we have the Florida Panthers minus 205 favorites on home ice to the LA Kings who come into town at plus 175 on the money line. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Kings have been sneaky lately. They're actually 3-1-1 one, and one in their last five games coming off of a 3-2 overtime loss in Tampa on Tuesday night where they played quite well. This is game two of a tough four-game road trip for them. They still have Carolina and Washington to play as well. Of note, uh, five of their last six games have actually gone to the under. So the Kings have been playing some low event hockey of late. The Florida Panthers, on the other hand, a lot going on with this team right now. They've actually lost two games in a row coming off a brutal 8-2 loss to Ottawa on Tuesday. I could not believe the final score of that hockey game. Could still be without Barkov in this game. He's been out for the last couple of games. I would expect to see Sergey Bobrovsky get the start, go back to the starter. After Spencer Knight was bad once again on Tuesday, the young goaltender has certainly been struggling a little bit this year for the Florida Panthers. And some more news breaking late Wednesday from a Panthers perspective. Sam Bennett, Radko Gudis, Brandon Montour, and Carter Verhage have all landed on the COVID protocol and will not play in this game. So the depth of the Florida Panthers is going to get tested here. I would jump on the Kings as soon as you can. It's still plus 175 as I'm recording right now. I just think with a thin Panthers lineup, possibly no Barkov as well, and the Kings actually playing some pretty decent hockey, looks like they're going to have a fully healthy lineup, at least as we speak right now. I think plus 175 is a big price. I mean, we just saw Ottawa go into Florida and take it to these Panthers. And I, I think the Kings are a little bit better than Ottawa or at least on par with the Sens. So if the Sens can do it, I think the Kings can do it. Panthers dealing with some issues right now. And that's just a big dog price. So I'll roll the dice on the fact that the Kings can go in as big dogs and the Panthers losing streak will get extended to three games. Next up on the card, we have the Vegas Golden Knights minus 165 favorites on the road in New Jersey to take on the Devils, who are plus 145 home dogs. The over-under is five and a half for this game. Vegas has won two games in a row, five of their last six games, so they're starting to get on a roll. Uh, Four-game road trip started with a 4-1 win in Boston on Tuesday, which was pretty nice. And what else can you say about Max Pacioretty? He's just a man possessed right now. Goals in seven straight games, 10 goals in those seven games. He finally went under his three and a half shot total last game in Boston as he finished with three shots. It was still good enough for a couple of goals, but he's been money on that shot prop lately as well. Money in DraftKings. Uh, if you're not playing him, you're probably losing at this point. Uh, the Devils, on the other hand, have lost three in a row and seven of their last eight. They, they look non-competitive against Philly on Tuesday. I watched a good chunk of that game. They just looked horrible in a 6-1 loss to the Flyers. Blackwood is really struggling as well. A couple of soft goals going in on him. So he's having his struggles. The Devils are struggling in front of him as well. They're not in a great spot right now. And they're going against a team that's starting to roll. I just said Max Pacioretty is probably the hottest player in the NHL right now. I don't mind laying the juice here with Vegas, minus 165. I think the puck line is probably your better option if you want to get up to plus money, plus 145 for the puck line right now. 
I also don't mind the over five and a half. It's at minus 130 right now. I actually grabbed it at minus 110 when it opened, but I think we could see some offense in this one. Vegas continues to roll. I just mentioned the struggles of Blackwood and New Jersey defensively right now. You can hope the Devils pot a couple. So over five and a half in Vegas seems to be the way that I would play this one. Next up, we have no line for this game right now, but apparently it is still going to happen. The Detroit Red Wings in Carolina to take on the Canes. The Canes have a ton of COVID issues, but they said they want to play this game. And um, I commend them for that. You know, a lot of teams have complained. They've had COVID issues. They want to break. The Canes are saying, no, we've got players on the list, but we think we can ice a team here and we don't want to stop our season. And we think we can continue to roll. So credit to the Canes for that. Detroit has snapped a three-game losing skid uh, with a tight 2-1 win over the Isles on Tuesday. They did get Tyler Bertuzzi back from the COVID list in that game. He came in hot, cashing his shot prop, five shots on goal for Tyler Bertuzzi in that game. Uh, like I said, the, the Canes managing some issues right now. They did have their game against the Wild postponed on Tuesday due to players testing positive for COVID-19. But right now, Jordan Stahl, Sebastian Ajo, Andreas Svechnikov, Seth Jarvis, Ian Cole, Stephen Lorenz, all on the COVID list at the moment for the Carolina Hurricanes. So they could be icing a pretty thin roster for this game. Um, there were chances that maybe it would get postponed, but as we speak right now, sounds like the Canes are going to go ahead and play it. So with no line, tough to figure out how to assess this game. You would have to think that the Canes will still be a favorite in this game, um, even with all of those players that I just mentioned on the COVID list. So maybe you look to back Detroit as a dog here in what could be a tricky spot for Carolina with a lot of players out of the lineup. Seems like Detroit is going to be fully healthy for the most part. So it could be a, a chance to grab the wings at plus money once we do see a line for this game at some point on Thursday. Next up, we've got the suddenly hot Philadelphia Flyers who really turned things around. Minus 135 favorites on the road in Montreal to take on the Habs who are plus 120 home dogs. The over-under is five and a half for this game. Like I said, the Flyers have now won three in a row after their 10-game losing streak, which if you followed the Flyers over the last five, six years, even a decade, this is just classic Philly. They, they are so jackal and hide. They'll get hot. They'll get really cold. So when things go bad for them, they go really bad. And when things go good for them, they tend to go really good. So maybe this is the start of a, a big win streak for Philly to kind of get get back the all the games that they lost in that 10-game losing streak. 6-1 over the Devils on Tuesday. They looked really good after they went to the desert, picked up a couple wins against Vegas and against Arizona. They've really found their offense in the last three games as well, scoring 15 goals, so averaging five goals over their last three games. The Habs are just a disaster. They've lost seven in a row, coming off of yet another loss, 5-2 against the Pens on Tuesday. They can't score five goals in their last four games. So roundabout way of saying, I think you got to ride the hot hand here and go with the Flyers. I actually grabbed it, the opener at minus 120 on the money line. I thought that was a nice price that might continue to go up. I'm seeing it at minus 135 right now, as high as minus 140. So if you like the Flyers, the price is starting to move a little bit. You might have to play the puck line if you want to get plus money. But I do think Philly continues to roll in Montreal and gets on one of these classic Philly hot streaks. Next up, we've got the Ottawa Senators, big dogs on the road in Tampa, plus 200 for the Sens on the road coming off of that upset against the Panthers on Tuesday night. Tampa minus 250 on the money line at home. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Sens have actually won two in a row, including that game that I mentioned. Five of their last six games, they're starting to heat up. Smashed Florida 8-2 on Tuesday. They beat these same bolts 4-0 in Ottawa on Saturday with Brian Elliott in net. I would expect 
Vasilevsky to be between the pipes for Tampa instead on Thursday. So a bit more of a stiffer test for Ottawa being in Tampa facing the starter. Norris and Batherson are looking really good right now. I like these kids up on the top line. Thomas Shabbat starting to play much better on the back end as well. So I like the looks of Ottawa. I think they're going to be a pesky team throughout the, the back half of the season. I feel like some of their struggles are over and they've had some really impressive wins lately. Anton Forsberg is actually playing great in net for them as well. Tampa, Tampa's been playing great too. They've won six of their last seven games. Their only loss actually coming to these sends on Saturday and they had a 3-2 overtime win against LA on Tuesday. They are still missing some key pieces though. Uh, plus 200, I, th I think we can ride with the sense here. I mean, they just did beat Tampa. They beat Florida. They're beating some of these top teams. You're getting them at, at a two to one price. I think that's at least worth a sprinkle on Thursday to see if they can keep the good times going. It is tough going up against Vasilevsky in Tampa, especially in Tampa, but I'll, I'll ride with the sense here, see if they can stay hot on the money line as big dogs. Next game, we don't have a line for this game either, but it's the Boston Bruins in New York to take on the Islanders. The Bruins had a five game point streak snapped with a 4 1 loss to Vegas on Tuesday. COVID issues are popping up with this team as Marshawn and Craig Smith were placed on the list before Tuesday's game. They were not able to play and now Patrice Bergeron has been added on Wednesday. So that's two thirds of that top line for Boston, That at least two thirds that won't be available for this game with Marshawn and Bergeron both out. The Isles continue to struggle. They lost 2-1 to Detroit on Tuesday. Still haven't won back-to-back -back games since November 4th and November 6th, so it's been well over a month since the Isles have been able to string two wins together. Matt Barzell is on the COVID list right now, so they're dealing with some COVID issues as well. With no line, I don't have a play on this game just yet, but I'm going to continue to monitor what these lineups are going to look like, and I, I think the Islanders could be worth a play on home ice to try to get back into the win column here in this game. Next up, we've got a divisional matchup, Central Division Clash between the Colorado Avalanche and the Nashville Predators. Colorado, minus 145 favorites on the road in Nashville to take on the Preds, who are plus 125 home dogs. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Avs have actually won five in a row. They're just rolling right now. They've scored at least three goals in 15 of their last 16 games. It's just crazy how consistent this offense has been. And they've scored seven goals in six of those 16 games. So they're putting up seven spots with regularity. Uh, Kadri, Nachuskin, Burakovsky, all these guys are really going right now, getting it from up and down the lineup. Landeskog and Byram are hurt right now, not in the lineup for Colorado. Devon Taves is on the COVID list as well. So they are missing some pieces, but doesn't seem to matter for them. Burakovsky's up on that garden seat. Val Nachuskin just looks like an absolute beast. The Preds are also hot. They've won five games in a row, just like the Abs have. Uh, had their game Tuesday postponed due to COVID issues uh, with the Flames. So they actually haven't played since Sunday. They'll be well rested for this game against the Abs. Johansson is on the COVID list right now. He's played well for the Preds this year. And Matthew Shane is day-to-day -day with an upper body injury and may not play in this game. So a couple top line players, a couple top six players for the Preds could not be available here. I think you got to roll with the Avs. As good as it's gone for the Preds, and they've actually been pretty decent on home ice, the Avs are just rolling right now. Minus 145, I think, is a pretty short price. I'd even play the puck line just with how much they're scoring. They're winning by multiple goals. So plus 175 for the Avs to win by a couple goals, I think is a pretty fair price on Thursday night. Next up, we've got the Minnesota Wild, minus 320, big favorites on home ice to the Buffalo Sabres, who are coming off of an upset win, plus 250 for the Sabres on the road. The over-under is set at five and a half for this game. The Sabres snapped an ugly seven-game losing streak with a 4-2 win in Winnipeg on Tuesday. Rasmus Dahlin is, is starting to get things going. He's been sneaky in the shot prop game. I've actually played him a couple times. You can get some nice plus money on the over two and a half shots for Rasmus Dahlin. The Sabres 
have just three wins in 12 road games. So it hasn't gone well for them on the road this year, despite the fact that they did beat Winnipeg a couple nights ago in Winnipeg. The Wild have lost two in a row after their eight game win streak. So they were rolling, slowed down a little bit. They did have their Tuesday game postponed. So they haven't played since Sunday. This Wild team should be well rested, fully healthy. The 10 and two on home ice this season. So they've been really good in Minnesota. And the angle I've been playing with the Wild all year is Wild home overs. 11 and one now to the over five and a half goals when Minnesota plays a home game the only under fell under by a half goal a 4-1 game so every time Minnesota plays at home they seem to open it up they seem to score a lot I'll go back to the well it's been so good for me this season over five and a half goals at minus 115 will be my play in this game between the Wild and the Sabres Next up on the card, we've got the now reeling Edmonton Oilers, minus 195 favorites on home ice with Columbus coming into town as plus 165 dogs. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Jackets have lost seven of their last nine games. They're coming off blowing a 3-0 first period lead in Vancouver on Tuesday. The, the wheels just fell off after a good start for the Jackets. They just give up so many high danger chances and they've been really leaky defensively. So this doesn't seem like a great matchup for them, even though Edmonton has struggled to score and and these Oilers have now lost six games in a row like I said they can't score they have no depth which I think is a major concern for them moving forward but they have just six goals over their last five games the Leafs handed it to them 5-1 on Tuesday Zach Hyman is day-to-day with a shoulder he could play in this game we're not really sure right now uh, but I would lean towards the over it feels like this is a bit of a get right spot for the Oilers I think they should win this game these are the types of teams that they can beat up on and they can run up the score so over six goals I think we could get there in this game if if Edmonton cooperates and lets the Jackets score a few as well. Last game on the card, we have the Vancouver Canucks undefeated against Bruce, uh, with Bruce Boudreaux at the helm, plus 110 dogs in San Jose to take on the Sharks, who are minus 130 home favorites. The over-under is set at five and a half for this game. Like I said, Canucks 5-0 now under Bruce Boudreaux, an insane comeback against the Jackets on Tuesday, down 3-0 early. They win 4-3 in regulation. Bo Horvat bookends it. He scores the first goal. He scores the fourth goal. Elias Pettersson is finally starting to go as well, which is just huge. He's actually smiling for once. It looks like he wasn't really enjoying playing hockey there early in the season, but now it feels like he's having a bit more fun under Bruce Boudreaux. The Sharks, on the other hand, lost 3-1 at home to Seattle on Tuesday in a pretty boring, uneventful game. The Timo Meyer shot props have been absolute money, though, for him to go over three and a half shots. That's certainly a play. Uh, Brent Burns is back in the shot prop mix as well, and even Logan Couture had seven shots on Tuesday, went well over his prop. So there's a few Sharks, I think, to look at if you want to play the shot prop game. In terms of a side, I would lean towards the Canucks plus 110, but not a, a strong feel in this game. I just, I don't want to go uh, in front of Bruce Boudreaux right now on these Canucks at five and oh, I don't think I want to fade them, especially with the Sharks as pretty sizable favorites here, but I would give a lean towards the Canucks at some slight plus money. As for DraftKings, I think it's a really interesting slate. Anytime you got the top Oilers on it, I think that's kind of the first problem or issue you need to address. They've been a good fade lately because the Oilers have been really struggling to score, but this seems like a great matchup for them, maybe a get right spot. So I'd be careful fading Connor and Leon. I'm not saying you have to force them into your lineups, but just be wary of the fact that they could go off against Columbus on Thursday night. How do you not play Max Pacioretty right now, especially against the Devils team who just looks horrible defensively 
goals in seven straight. He's up to $8,800 now. So he's in that McDavid and Dreisaitl range where he should be. Could be a popular play on Thursday though. So there might be some ownership that comes with Mad Max. Uh, Philly and Montreal. There's some interesting flyers. I, I think here to look at a couple in the top six, Cam Atkinson coming off of a hat trick. Uh, Travis Konechny as well. Both of these guys just over $4,000. Minnesota top six, I think is another area to target. Marcus Foligno at 3,000. Jewel Erickson Eck at 5,300. Matt Zuccarello also good options. Vancouver, I, there's a there's a lot of cheap options between 4,000 and 4,500. Bo, Bo Horvat, Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, Connor Garland, I think are all names you should give a look to to fill out your lineup. And as for Colorado, a couple interesting players in the top six that are just going right now. Burakovsky at $5,000 on the garden seat with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. I like that play. And Val Nachuskin is just a beast. $4,200 playing with Nazem Kadri. Still has his Dallas Stars pick, uh, jersey on in his draft Kings picture. So someone get on that, get, get this guy in abs jersey. He's been there for like three years now, Detroit at Carolina. I think you could maybe target some canes that aren't on the COVID list, which is very few guys right now. Tebu Teravainen at 5,000, Vincent Trocek at 4,600, and Party Marty Natchez at 3,200, I think are all good options for Canes players that look to be healthy and ready to go on Thursday night. That's it for me today. As always, remember to like the show, subscribe to the channel. Good luck with your picks and your lineups. And I'll catch you all next week.